0: to an all-new episode of Palace Off the Top Rope. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. And in just a few moments, I'm going to be bringing on Ryder Rodriguez uh, as we preview all the events going on this weekend, which uh, the big one going on is SummerSlam, which airs Saturday on the Peacock Network. But we're also going to talk about one of the most anticipated events uh, in wrestling history taking place tomorrow at the United Center in Chicago, AEW Rampage. Uh, We'll just leave it at that, but uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, Real quickly, though, we got a couple of new movies heading into theaters this weekend. Reminiscence, Paw Patrol, uh, The Night House, and The Protégé starring Michael Keaton. So, again, we're going to see how the box office is going to play out now that it's, you know, we're kinda at the end of the summer season, we're gonna see how everything plays out. Um the Delta variant is still uh a very in play variable, so you know I'm not I'm not expecting it to be as busy as it was surprisingly last week for Free Guy. I mean it wasn't too busy but it was busy enough. Definitely more than the Suicide Squad. So uh gonna keep keeping an eye. Um couple of delays so far. Uh, The big one being uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I'm not sure if I talked about this yet, but it did get moved from its September 30th release date, or somewhere around the end of September, all the way to the middle of October. Not a lot, you know, just a couple of weeks back, but still a little concerning. So um, we got Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings, the next Marvel Studios big movie. Uh, it's a new uh property. It's a new character that we've never seen before on the big screen, so... Uh, a lot of uncertainty uncertainty with, like, how it's going to perform. If it does well, that bodes well for the rest of the year as far as, like, studios releasing it. But if it turns out to be, you know, really underwhelming and the box office underperforms, uh, uh is that going to spell doom for the rest of, of the year? So a lot of stuff in play there. I'm not going to make any more predictions box office-wise just because the Delta variant has really, really changed how, like, you know anything could just happen right so but who knows like in a few weeks shang chi could open as high as like 50 60 million then we're gonna be okay even though it's not like the norm but a number like that still shows that uh people are showing out in droves to see uh movies on the big screen so yeah all those movies premiering this weekend uh a couple of them are streaming as well on the same day like reminiscence with hugh jackman and rebecca ferguson that's going to be on hbo max uh, but if you can, and if you're comfortable, go check it out on the big screen. Uh, helps out my business. But anyways, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, Ryder Rodriguez joins me. We're going to talk all things professional wrestling. Stick around. This is Palace Off the Top Rope. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the show. And in the house today, a returning writer, Rodriguez. What's it, how's it going, buddy?
1: How's it going, man? Thanks for having me on today.
0: Yeah, man. We haven't seen each other in almost what about a month because the last time we saw each other, we went to go see AEW Dynamite. We did. We I did. want to talk about that a little bit before we get into things. Obviously, this is a a SummerSlam preview show, <laughs> but there's just a lot going on in pro wrestling right now. It's just it, it's an amazing time to be a fan. So. Uh, gotta talk about this stuff um first of all this was this was my first experience for dynamite was it i, I forgot to ask you was this your first time or was this year your-
1: this was actually my second time going to a dynamite live event um the first time was actually right before the pandemic hit when they came to cedar park um it was like in february of like 2020 yeah so it was, and that was that was my second that was my first show going to
0: i've been to a lot of wrestling shows uh for many years you know being a fan of of professional wrestling i gotta say that was a top three like crowd that i've ever been involved with like we're top to bottom from beginning to and it was almost like a five-hour show Mm -hmm. and everybody was into everything like i i I don't know have you ever do you you know of an experience that was better like crowd wise for that i mean other maybe than the first time maybe that you were there for it
1: Honestly, I felt like that in that moment it was a lot better because that was one of I think that was what the first live event or first like live crowd event that they had.
0: It was the first one outside of uh Florida because yeah. they did one in Miami I think mm-hmm. the week before, but that's still Florida, but this was the first time them Traveling. leaving the state, so
1: Exactly. And I definitely felt like the the energy was much better than what it was when I had went a year ago because they were already you know they've been to Texas before and they've gone here they've gone there they were gone all over but now like you know we had the pandemic and not you know you're not you're not able to go to these you know live events anymore because of that and they come to Texas and dude the crowd was phenomenal and I loved every moment of it.
0: Yeah, it was definitely one of the best wrestling experiences I've been to and I've been to my Royal Rumbles, my I even went to a WrestleMania finally and like. I'm telling you this: the, the experience of it, like the crowds, have, have just been tremendous for these AEW shows that they've been putting on since the return of fans. Uh, more on AEW uh, to come later on at the end of the show because I really want to pick Writer's brain with something that's going to happen tomorrow in Chicago. We'll we'll talk about that. That's a little teaser, but we are here to talk about SummerSlam, which uh, is going to be airing on Saturday, Ryder, this weekend. It won't be on a Sunday, so. If WWE shits the bed, you can at least still go have a fun Saturday night and drink your worries away or whatever you you do these days uh, to to enjoy your weekend. But uh, first off, what are your thoughts on WWE running SummerSlam on a Saturday? This is the first time in my lifetime where I've experienced that.
1: It's weird. But, I mean, granted, what, the last two years they've ran WrestleManias on Saturdays and True. Sundays. They did, like, the part one, part two. Granted, they're not doing that with SummerSlam because it's not, like, SummerSlam's a big one, but it's not, like, WrestleMania big. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I get it. It's, I, I think you know, it's a good Saturdays, you know, just to kind of fill in and enjoy yourself. And like you said, you know, it's going to be, if it's not great. Go drown your sorrows at a bar or something, yeah. man. Like your drink. I mean, that's what I do. But um no, I, I'm I'm for it. It's definitely it's different and I'm okay with that. And I wonder if it has anything to do with, you know, maybe if other promotions doing stuff on the weekends, but Well, there's
0: a Pacquiao fight that same night in Vegas. But I know the Pacquiao like the main event fight would probably be later than the oh. actual SummerSlam show. Yeah. Um because the difference now, Ryder, is that since they're on Peacock, they can be running like Super late because when they have the, just their standalone WWE network, they can run it however long they want. So yeah. this is going to be like a three-hour show max, maybe three and a half if Peacock lets them get away with it. But there, there's no more of these like long-ass shows, which I'm going to be okay with because, you know, three hours is long in itself. But, you know, I'm expecting a lot of short matches this weekend. So
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Some of these matches I think are just going to be, I don't want to say filler matches, but just quick on the spot. All right, mm-hmm. this is done with. let Move on.
0: So SummerSlams on Saturday, uh, and then NXT Takeover 36, which is probably going to be the end of an era as far as like the NXT that we've been watching throughout all these last couple of years before AEW. That's coming to an end, and we can actually talk about that right now, Ryder. Uh, yeah. Um. NXT. The card for NXT is going to be tremendous. I believe if you look at it on paper and you know, the build's been kind of whatever, actually NXT has kind of been whatever ever since AEW kind of jumped into the picture. Um, but the fact that Vince McMahon and, and Nick Khan have kind of like, just are gonna basically break this thing down and put it back to what it was originally, which was more developmental and not really like a third brand, like the way triple H presented it. What are your thoughts on all the cuts that have happened? And, uh, you know, a lot of people losing jobs, and the, Vince McMahon's just—he's stuck in his ways. He's gonna go back to just, you know, being all about big guys and, you know, guys that he think could main event WrestleMania, but that's a dumb idea in itself because anybody could main event WrestleMania if you give them the right push. Uh, thoughts on all of that?
1: I hate it. <laughs> you know, some of these releases you look at, and I get it. You know, they're not doing anything. They're most of them are, you know, they haven't even hit. TV, You know, they're they've, they've performance center. Maybe they're just not, you know, doing well. Maybe they're not cutting good promos in promo class. And it's just, hey, it's not a good fit. We're going to cut you. I get that. But then you have those people that you're cutting that just – it's weird. Like Bobby Fish, right. you know. Um, he's a veteran. Too. He's what a, did you
0: want to keep him around, like, just to help with the younger talent? Like exactly. that's, that's my and opinion. And then, you
1: know, you also think about, you know, that kind of really ruins a chance of, like, you know, will Undisputed Era ever come back together. And in that case – No, because I mean, you could because you still have technically you do still have Roger Strong, Kyle O'Reilly and Alan Cole still currently, Mm. you know, active on the NXT roster. But, you know, it wouldn't really make any sense because it's like, you know, Bobby Fish also was a big part of that group, you know, so it doesn't make any sense there. Then one of the other ones that I was really baffled about was Bronson Reed. Yes, because I was like, you just put a belt on him. He just got the belt taken off of him and then you just cut him and it. Makes it makes no sense. Um, I know. I, I was reading some reports about apparently they weren't too happy with Triple H. That's kind of why they're kind of stepping in.
0: Kind of like he's the uh, scapegoat since they quote unquote lost the Wednesday Night War to AEW. But. Yeah,
1: and I get it. You want someone to blame, which isn't right, but mm-hmm. it happens. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it is an end of an era because you know things are going back to. How it used to be. And granted, if you think about it, even when things were back to how it used to be, when it was just all about developmental, there was still some stellar stuff going on there. Right. You know, you had, you know, that was around the time where you had Finn Balor in there, you had Bailey, you had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know, and it was still, they were still blowing it out of the water when it came to TakeOver, you right. know, and which is great because to take with, at least with NXT, there's no really, I don't want to say storylines because they're storylines, but it's not like these pay-per-view matches of like these pay-per-views of like four or five hours long and it's just pointless it's no it's down to the nitty-gritty it's wrestling and it's great you tell a story and then you go on your business
0: right um not only nxt cuts but i mean there's just so much going on behind the scenes right now with ww where it's just like a bunch of head scratching and i don't mean to bash on them like i i mean if it were if i had it my way it would all be good everything i mean i just love pro wrestling in general but they they have to be criticized where we can criticize them uh Bray Wyatt getting released, you know, however you want to feel about him as a, a character wrestler. I thought he was a pretty good merchandise mover. Like, that's that's a weird cut for me. Like, I don't understand that that whole thing.
1: My my thing is, you are a multi-billion dollar company. Stop blaming, stop saying it's for budget cuts. Yeah. And just say what it is. You know, if there was backstage heat, if there was this, if there was that. Um, you know, but Bray Wyatt, I was... Honestly, that's where I almost kind of drew the, I think I'm done watching the product. Mm. Because you know like i was kind of getting sick and tired of the product and then bray wyatt came back and he he introduced this new character the fiend and the the firefly funhouse and all this stuff and that drew me in because it felt like that was straight out of the creative mind of bray wyatt not something that vince mcmahon wanted or you know nick or whoever else wanted it it was it felt like that was straight out of his mind and then like you said you know a big merchandise pusher you know and you you cut that like you're Like, that doesn't make any sense at all. I know I kind of read some stuff where apparently Vince McMahon didn't like how he looked at WrestleMania. And there may have been more to it, but no one really knows. And Mm -hmm. granted, no one has really reached out to Bray Wyatt. And I I don't expect there to be like a talk is Jericho or Colt Cabana podcast with him on it talking about his frustrations. And if there is, cool. I would love to hear Bray Wyatt's side of it and what was going through his mind and, you know, what was the deciding factor for him to be let go.
0: Yeah. The fact that the forbidden door has, like, been kicked open, I don't want to say, like, I wouldn't uh, mind him in, like, AEW, but I can see this guy, like, ending up in Impact, mm-hmm. and he would immediately be, like, a top star, and, like, let's say Omega still had the belt, uh, congratulations to Christian Cage, Um <laughs> You could do a feud like that easily just because those doors have been open. So, you know, AEW is not, like, the last or the only place to go now as far as, like, oh, you got fired from WWE, you can go here. You can go to, you know, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan even. I mean, what do you see for for Bray Wyatt? Like, do you see him, like, taking a break from wrestling for a while? Could be a mental thing, too. I, I heard other reports about mental health, so yeah, yeah I'm sure that, that played into some of it.
1: I'm sure. It, I'm sure it did. You know, you got to think about it. You know, it hasn't even been a year since he lost his best friend Brody, Brody Lee. That's right. You know? And I heard. I read reports, and again, reports, rumors, it's all speculation. Apparently, he wasn't taking his death too well. And why would you? I mean, that's your best friend that just like passed away. Yeah. And. Um, Supposedly, there was some mental issues with that. Granted, you know, I think there was some also. I know he Bray Wyatt has talked a lot about underlining mental health issues throughout his entire tenure. You can go look at some of his old Facebook posts, and he talks about like, you know, just some of his mental health problems. Um, the only I can see him going to AEW because of the whole Dark Order thing, mm-hmm. um, which I think as. Like I'm not trying to be like a like a like a casual remark on that in this case, but I could easily see him fitting that new leader of the Dark Order kind of thing. But ideally, I would really, really love to see him in New Japan, that'd, New that'd Japan, be, New Japan, or Ring of Honor. You yeah. know, I don't or Impact. I mean, I I think anywhere that he goes, he is going to have all the creative freedom in the world. And there's already been mm-hmm. rumors that he's already introduced like a new gimmick, new character. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah.
0: So yeah, interesting stuff with that. We'll see where he ends up. Um... Other person, not not released yet, but another just mind-boggling thing, how WWE had no, or WWE upper brass had no idea about this, but the fact that Adam Cole's contract was coming up and nobody knew about it, yep. it's like, that's one of your top guys in NXT, one of the guys that they treated well when they brought him to the main roster when they did that NXT invasion angle, mm-hmm. and his contract actually ended in July, I think, or some, somewhere around there. And him being a professional gave WWE the courtesy, like, hey, I'll extend it to, like, SummerSlam Weekend, which is upcoming, and the whole thing would take over. Like, he at least did that, but what are your thoughts on him? Do you think he's going to re-sign? He's really – he's a big fan of Shawn Michaels and Triple H. He really likes those guys. You know, if he stays in NXT, he'll be protected by them, at least. If he goes to the main roster, that's, I don't know – you know you can't really bet on anything he had a big meeting with Vince McMahon a couple weeks ago at Smackdown Mm -hmm. um you know if they offer him a lot of money could I mean it it all depends on what he wants in his life at this moment you know he could go to AEW easily they'll pick him up he'll be there with Britt Baker his girlfriend and you know he'll have good storylines and matches or maybe he wants to just set himself up maybe sign a short deal make a lot of money and then once it expires leaves again like I don't know what are your thoughts on Adam Cole,
1: Um, obviously wherever he goes, he's going to be successful, right? Because he's Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. You know he's going to be successful wherever he goes. Um, The only issue I see here is that supposedly while he was offered a very lucrative contract, it was also said that he isn't he would not be receiving a big push, Mm -hmm. which makes no sense. (laughs) No sense. He's easily. I I, you know you don't try to relate wrestlers because I'm sure no wrestler likes to be called like. You know, a 2.0 of another wrestler. Right. But, you know, easily a Shawn Michaels 2.0. Like, me personally, I believe that. Um, I think he's a guy who could carry the company. I think he's easily a WrestleMania main eventer. The sad part about that is I'm sure Vince McMahon doesn't see that because he's not a big dude. Vince McMahon has his freaking, like, boners and hard-ons mm. for, big, for big dudes like Goldberg and, you know, other bigger wrestlers and big buff guys. And, you know, if you don't fit that look... You know, you're not going to go very far. You're not going to – you'd have to be extremely over. But even then, you'll see people who are extremely over but still get it, get the shit in on the stick. Damian mm-hmm. Sandow, for, for starters, extremely right, right. over got the shit in on the stick.
0: I hate the stands on both ends. But if I played Devil's Advocates and what if, like, WWE stands came at you and said, well, what about Daniel Bryan? He got to main event WrestleMania. What, what's your response to that?
1: He did, but you got to think about the major backlash that they got from the fans whenever –
0: you nailed it right there it was the fans like willed it to happen like they didn't they like that was never the plan for him to main event that mania no it was not that that title
1: was not it was that was that was not in the plans at all but the fact that the fans completely took over that storyline is what made daniel bryan daniel bryan um and it was came out being easily you know definitely in the goat conversation of one of the best wrestlers in the world
0: so I feel like that would ha- the same thing would have to happen to Adam Cole, where like the fans would really have to revolt. I don't think I don't think the fans would. I mean, I I know Adam Cole's great and everything. I just don't think the push from fans would be that great to get him like over, and he'll end up just being a guy on SmackDown or whatever. I don't think he would be put like in the twenty four seven you know running around for that belt kind of thing. But he would just be he'd be like a, like an intercontinental champion. Yeah, like, and he'd, he'd be- just be. He'd be a mid Carter. He'd just be there, yeah.
1: But how many mid Carters do you have that could easily be great? There's right. so many. That's the problem, and that's such and that's such the issue. You have these guys who are doing, they are so over in NXT, so over. You know Adam Cole, Damian Priest, um, you know all these people who are extremely over in NXT, and then Finn Balor, and then they get called up to the main roster. Keith Lee, like, what the fuck has that guy been? Yeah, Keith Lee, you know, and then they get lost in the mix, or they they make one little error. Maybe they slip up on a promo, or they 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 botch a spot and it's like nope yeah you're done at that point
0: so yeah a lot of uh a lot of weird stuff going on with wwe obviously the adam cole thing we're going to keep a very close eye on because whatever happens at takeover in that match with him and kyle o'reilly which is built as the undis- the undisputed finale two out of three falls if adam cole wins that could be a sign he's re-signing and maybe going to the main roster or just staying there and the, whatever the new NXT is going to be. Or if he loses, like that's his bow out and maybe he's going to be a free agent. So either way, NXT is going to be, uh, on top of it. Actually, it's just going to be a great show. I think if you look at it on paper, um, whatever happens with that, like all eyes are going to be on Adam Cole after this weekend. Um, uh, any other news that we got to get to before we start running down SummerSlam? or anything that's caught your attention
1: no not really i mean granted you have i mean all the releases have really caught my attention if you're Mm. being honest with you but apparently that's the new norm now you know there's going to be a lot more releases happening more frequently um some of them some of them i get some of them i don't get you know um for instance we can go a little bit further back think about this one you know you have like the the releases of like Alistair Black, Ruby Riot, right. you know Braun Strowman, Buddy Murphy. Those releases. Oh, Braun
0: Strowman, I forgot about that. One. Some of those,
1: you so some of those you look at and you're like, okay, I get it, mm. you know. But then some of those you look at and you're like, what the fuck? Especially, um, you know, you have Alistair Black who has been off TV for the longest time, makes that surprise appearance at SmackDown, you know, kicks, right. kicks Biggie in the <laughs> face you know, think there's going to be this feud. And what was it, like, a week later, I think? like They released him They released something. him, and it's like, so what was the point of that? <laughs> right. Like, if
0: seriously? I, if I'm Triple H, I'm like, do you realize what you've done? Like, all he has to do is point at AEW TV and look at how, like, threatening and scary, like, Malachi Black is now. Like, I see him on TV, and I'm like, dude, like, whoever gets in that guy's way, like, watch out. Like, he's almost like a... I don't want to say, like, an Undertaker-like, but he's got, like, this aura, like, oh, shit, like, he's a, a huge threat, like...
1: No, no, what's kind of funny about the whole of him being released was that was how they fucked up his contract. Because he was supposed to have a 90-day no Oh, compete. that's right. He was supposed to have a 90-day no-compete clause, but they never... I guess whenever they whenever they did his contract, they didn't do it right, so he had <laughs> the the... The, the days of NXT no compete clause which I think was like 30 days yeah and they realized they completely left that, that up yeah. which I think is kind of like in a way we got some, some poetic justice there like you know for you know you released him but now you fucked up because now he's going directly to AEW you know and right. I kind of feel bad for his wife because if you look at some of the recent like interviews or something like that of where she, why she said she came back to WWE was so that she could be closer to her husband uh, and then they released him
0: yeah that sucks because she was she stood her ground. I think when she got released because it was this whole the whole thing with Twitch and the third party stuff and you know she got a lot of notoriety for that even from like the like the unions and stuff like that. Like hey, like she this could maybe pop probably start up something maybe with the wrestlers getting together. I know nothing happened, but she was stood her ground on that and then all of a sudden like she resigned and it it makes sense. He said that she would want to be closer to uh, Alistair Black or whatever his real name is, Tommy End, or. Whatever, Um, but yeah, and then you see her booking now. Like she hasn't won a match. I mean, she's getting TV. She gets TV time, but like she gets treated like a nothing on on SmackDown.
1: Like out of all people, Eve Eve Marie gets better treatment right now than anyone else, and it doesn't make any goddamn sense because she can't wrestle herself out of a wet paper bag. But
0: it's it's that whole Vince logic. Like she looks pretty. That's good enough. Mm -hmm. That's that's ass backwards and makes me scared for the NXT women. And if I were the NXT. ladies there that can wrestle, like I'd be freaking out. Like I'm I am i am waiting for like Shotzi and Tegan Knox to just disappear. Maybe,
1: um haven't they already at this point? Like,
0: Tony Storm did. Tony Storm like had a debut match, won and, and now she's like nowhere to be seen. Like what the where, hell's going on?
1: Where the fuck is Asuka been?
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> even when she was a champion they forgot about her. And now yeah. like it's even worse now that she doesn't have the belt. Um yeah, just WWE like I'm not gonna say they're all gonna be like Whenever they release somebody, they're automatically going to be a hit in AEW. I mean, we saw it with like Sean Spears, is kind of like whatever. Uh, you know, Zach Ryder. I mean, he's doing his thing in GCW, but when he popped up in AEW, it wasn't like the biggest thing. But the Malachi Black thing, like, it's like, how did they freaking let that that happen? Like,
1: like WWE really screwed that one up. That yeah. like, if you look at like all the releases that got sent, that got that side with AEW, that I think like. And this, this one even blows out uh, Miro, yeah. formerly known as Rusev. Like, how do you screw that up? You know, yeah. like, don't be me wrong. Miro's doing decent. And Miro's doing amazing. He's doing amazing, you know, but, I mean, Malachi Black, come on. I don't they know. really fucked that one up.
0: It's, it's going to be interesting to see once uh, John Cena leaves again to do his stuff, which I don't blame him. At least he came back while he's still, like, yeah. in the middle of doing stuff, so... For me, that already puts him a notch above the rock. But that's that's my personal feelings on it.
1: I feel that way too.
0: But it'll be interesting once John Cena leaves. How that's going to hurt attendance? Because John Cena really, I, and I follow this Twitter account uh, called WrestleTicks, and they always show you they show you all the tickets sold for all the wrestling shows. And ever since they announced the summer of Cena thing, like ticket sales have gone like through the roof. Um, and I can only imagine once he leaves, like is attendance going to be affected. Ratings are obviously going to be affected. He's a draw. Yeah. But that's, again, that goes back to the whole WWE or Vince McMahon's problem of not creating new stars. Like, who do you have on the wings? Like, our two championship matches feature part-timers, Goldberg and John Cena. Yeah. It's like, what? That's totally not how it used to be. But And you look at AEW and what they're doing. Like, I mean, yeah, they have Christian as a veteran, but they're at least using him in a way that's interesting enough where you're like engaged in the story Mm -hmm. here. It's like Goldberg lost to who did he lose to
1: drew McIntyre
0: lost to drew McIntyre for the championship or whatever. And he comes back and he gets another championship match. Like uh, there's just no, there's no, there's no storytelling to it. It's just, he pops up and that's what it it, is. You
1: can go back and look at the recent podcasts that I've done with you. And everyone knows my (laughs) feelings towards Goldberg. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, alright, so that's, that's all the news that we, we got, uh, to catch you up on. Let's, uh, let's talk about the actual SummerSlam event, which again airs this Saturday on Peacock. Uh, I don't think it'll be a long show, so that, that's a good plus, and plus it's on a Saturday, so if this thing ends up sucking really bad, again, you have the rest of your Saturday night to go out and party or whatever. Uh, let's start with, uh, the triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship. Nikki A.S.H., almost a superhero, versus Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, let me give you the backstory on this real quickly before we uh, give our thoughts on the match. So Charlotte Flair beats Rhea Ripley at Money in the Bank. And this was like after a series of fucking rematch after rematch. That's all WWE is these days. Rematch, rematch, rematch. Uh, she beats her at this pay-per-view. They have a rematch again the next night. Nikki A.S.H. wins the women's Money in the Bank ladder match the night before. Mm -hmm. Cashes it in after Rhea Ripley beats the shit out of Charlotte. And Nikki A.S.H. is a champion. Pops the crowd for a night. But the whole gimmick of her, you know, having confidence and thinking she can win. And even though she's been pinned already by Rhea, pinned by Charlotte. This is such an ass-backwards story for a champion. Uh, You know, you would figure the... The feud would be Flair and Ripley, and Nikki would just be maneuvering through all of it, but she's getting pinned in all of this buildup. What are your thoughts on this match? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. What are my thoughts on this match? I, I don't like it. I think it's weird. Like I said, it it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I agree with you. Like, it, the, the feud should still be between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. And yeah, cool, Nikki's champion, but, you know, I, man, if I'm Nikki, I'm trying to. You know, poke the bear with the stick and plot and that way I gives myself a higher chance. But yeah, like you said, you know, she's been pinned already by Charlotte. She's been pinned already by Rhea Ripley. I mean
0: What are your thoughts on the character? I hate it. It's I, such I, an eighties like a goodie like, like
1: I get it, and apparently this was all Nikki and I, I, this was all her idea and uh-huh. you know I get it you know you're trying to you want to reinvent yourself because you've only the only other gimmick you've really been known for is being you know the, the twisted sister of sanity and right. none of those guys are even in WWE anymore you know like for instance because you know recent Killian Dane was the last one and right. recently let go um, so I get it but I still think that Nikki could have still played the whole psycho thing and been. I think I, I feel like that version of Nikki as a role champion have my attention one hundred percent. One hundred percent. This version of Nikki ASH, almost a superhero mm-hmm. as champion, I don't care for it. I don't care for it at all. I granted, she's probably gonna end up retaining in some so way. So that's your that's your prediction. I think she's gonna retain. I think it's gonna be something stupid like uh Charlotte's gonna put Rhea in the figure eight and she's just gonna kinda crawl crawl oh. on top of Rhea. <laughs> I and, heard that somewhere, I was like, and, That makes sense. That's probably what's gonna happen. Uh, granted, if Charlotte wins, that's my second choice. Charlotte's gonna win. I think I think I think the uh, the hype train that is Rhea Ripley, which sucks because I think Rhea Ripley is amazing um, for many reasons. Um, I think that's kind of I think that ship has sailed yeah. for now. Um, so I think
0: she's still really young though, so she's oh, got a chance to. Oh
1: yeah, she's still like early twenties, you know. So she, so she still has a lot of chances to still be good. But I think as of right now, where they're at, I think she's not going to be a champion for a while again. Yeah. Um, however, I think. If Charlotte wins, I think it's because they're going to be setting something up for like a Becky Lynch popping out.
0: Uh I will I will pop hard if that happens. I'm I'm like waiting for her to come back even though I don't know what she's going to come back to like if you look at creatively like what is her like what is there for her to really sink sink her teeth into? Yeah, they can go back to the well with Charlotte. They'll knock it out of the park with that, but it's like kind of like been there, done that, like, and this is the whole problem with them not building up other women on the roster. Um,
1: Like, I would have loved to see her come back for like a, like a match against Asuka, like if Asuka was champion at some point, like, you know, her come back at that point, because you know, she gave the belt to Asuka before she announced her pregnancy, or get us a real, a real match with Shayna, with Shayna Baszler, because you go, not to say that Shayna Baszler carried her through WrestleMania, but. She carried her through WrestleMania because she was pregnant, so there were spots that they could not do because of, you know, Becky Lynch being pregnant. Right, you know, in that match. Um, so I think you send her back to one of those, but granted, where the hell is Asuka? No one knows. Yeah. Shayna Baszler, I'm guessing, is no longer with Naya Jax, since, you know, if you go back and look at Raw, Naya came out to be Charlotte's tag team partner. So I'm guessing that's
0: Well, it's weird. They teased a the breakup. And then they just went off TV. Yeah. And then they finally brought back Naya this, this week. And it's like, and they're playing sad. it like they already split up, which again, whatever, like that's just WWE booking. They want you to, nothing matters. So I guess apparently, yeah, you're right. They, they probably are split up and you know, they, the fans were wanting that breakup. Like they, when they teased it, but I don't know, just the way they do it, they just.
1: And then the, I don't know if you are like, the way Nia was acting, like, in that match was very awful.
0: I forwarded through that match, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I I fast-forwarded fast through a lot of Rob while still, like, maintaining was, somewhat of what's going on. I
1: was catching, like, the replay of that match and just how she was acting in that match. I was like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, here's the thing why, like, when we talk about releases and all that stuff, I'm not worried about, like, her because she's related to The Rock. They won't touch her. Roman Reigns they won't touch because he's related to The Rock in some form. The Usos. The Usos. Touch. Anybody else is like there for the pick and maybe not Becky Lynch but like anybody else there could be released at any moment you never know.
1: If they release Becky Lynch I think you are I think that is the dumbest it would have to be like like she just lost her spark, but I'm sorry, Becky Lynch is never gonna lose her spark. She's yeah. insanely over.
0: She could walk out like Steve Austin, ah, but she'd still be contracted. Though it's yeah. not like she would be able to do. The anything. only
1: way I can see Becky Lynch leaving WWE is if it'd be like a Dean Ambrose saying her contract expired and she just left. Yeah, kind of thing.
0: Well, that's how I think a lot of these wrestlers that do want to get out of there, like, hey, like just play quiet, let your contract expire, do whatever shit jobs that they want you to do, and then just leave. <laughs> Uh, there's greener pastures, not just AEW, like the whole forbidden doors open. Um My prediction for this match, uh yeah, based on the ass, ass words booking of this, it looks like Nikki Ash should win, but also I, I wouldn't be shocked if Rhea or Charlotte win it's like just completely make Nikki A.S.H. a complete joke. Um I'm with you, I don't like the gimmick either but I think it would have had more of a chance with the audience if she wasn't getting pinned. Yes. So that has a lot to do with it too. Cause if she was going through this whole thing, like, Oh yeah. Beating Charlotte, being like, Oh shit. Like she's beating these people like on the road to this match. It'd be a whole different story, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Charlotte flair is going to win this just cause they're going to, they're going to, they, they need to start building back up that whole, like her breaking the record and whatnot, even though John Cena is on the cusp also. And we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Charlotte on this one just because I think they're they're gonna put the nail in the coffin to Nikki Ash or at least get her out of the title picture. Yeah, because you can still run that gimmick with kids and I don't even know if she has a shirt yet. Like if they haven't yet, then what's what the fuck are they waiting for? Like I'm sure kids and little girls are yeah. are into that. Um but Yeah. Any any more thoughts on this match before we move on? No, none. All right. Uh right, we'll leave the the main event uh, universal title up to the end let's go through the rest of this card let's start with uh actually the best part about monday night raw even though it's been an an okay build the raw tag team titles aj styles and omas versus randy orton and riddle rk bro the best thing on on raw and the only thing i've really been paying attention to uh for months in since they've been doing the storyline uh do you want to explain the the rk bro situation or
1: Oh man. Honestly, <laughs> that's the greatest thing in the world because it's like you have this obviously they're not gonna come out and say it, but you have this pothead, Matt yeah. Riddle, you know, <laughs> wanting to be basically bros with Randy Orton and just the whole time it's it's almost like that annoying like buddy cop thing. Yeah. So like, yeah, there we go. It's like a buddy cop thing where it's like the good <laughs> cop and the bad cop, but it's like the bad cop just absolutely positively hates the good cop and it's fantastic what they're doing with that. Granted, you did have Randy Orton, RKO, Matt Riddle last week, but then this week they get back together. But I didn't
0: take that serious. So based on how Orton's face was, kind of like a ha-ha-ha, like you can never trust me, like really, like, but ah, uh, Yeah, because he was kind of like rubbing his head. Yeah. And like,
1: so it's kind of like that, like, you know, hey, like, you don't know what you're getting into, but then like, you know, he still comes out. So it means that they're going to be doing something more with that. Yeah. Um, I love it.
0: It's an opposite. It's a track story. It always works it's like a rock mankind thing. Just there it's an go. easy sell. Um, their whole their chemistry is so good, and Matt Riddle's like such a goof, but it works. Like where like he finally agrees to be his partner. He's like, oh, Randy, you make me so happy. It's like it's so cheesy, but it's also hilarious at the same time. Especially because we all know Randy Orton's like not that type of character. So
1: I feel <laughs> like it's one. I feel like it's like they're just like. They're really letting Randy Orton just do his own thing at this Mm. point, if you ask me. Like, I think if you look at the storylines he's been involved in and what he's doing and stuff, like, they're just like, do what you want because it's going to get over. Yeah.
0: Um, The only thing that didn't make sense out of this storyline was Randy Orton was, like, gone for, like, I don't know if it was months or whatnot. It felt like months.
1: I believe he was injured.
0: Okay. Well, either way, they didn't explain it in storyline-wise. He's just back and, you know, the whole thing was uh, Riddle was trying to keep the spirit of RK Bro alive and, when Randy Orton returned to Raw, the only thing that didn't make sense was Randy Orton was talking about like how much he didn't want to team with Riddle anymore, but he was saying all this while wearing an RK Bro hoodie, which was the most, like <laughs> that's the laziest thing, Like, but it, it's totally Randy Orton to do that as well, yeah. so that didn't make sense, but then like them finally teaming up on this go-home Raw, and this feud with AJ Styles, which AJ Styles you're always going to have a good match with, Omas, he's whatever. Um, I think the time is now to change the belts. Omos and Styles have had these since Mania. Yeah, they've basically beaten everybody already on the Raw side. Just put it on Riddle and Orton. right this wave out, or is WWE going to fuck this up and like have them break up? Like not s- so long after, and have Orton like kill Riddle at some point.
1: I think Orton's going to kill Riddle at some point because I think like I think I think that's just going to happen, you know, and which is cool. Um I think Orton actually requested to work with Riddle a lot more often. So I think that's kinda why they're kinda still sticking this storyline out. But it's great. It's 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 good because it's it's to me it's working. As of right now. It's over. It's over. It's working. You know, eventually it's gonna it's gonna run its course, you know, and you're gonna be like, okay, like this is getting redundant. Um I do believe that it is time for almost and styles to drop those belts. I'm still trying to figure out, like, why the hell are they even pairing Styles with Almost, but yeah. I guess it kind of works in I, a way. But well, I like,
0: dropped off for a while, so I, I don't even know how they got together in the first place. It was, so. like,
1: Almost as like, his bodyguard, basically, oh, okay. at this point. Um,
0: um, so. so you're picking RK Bro to win this match? I am
1: picking, I, I'm picking RK Bro to win this match just because I am a huge fan of Matt Riddle. Yeah. I mean, I love Randy Orton. You know, I've been watching Randy Orton since I was, like, 10, 11 years old, you know. Um 27 now but uh, so that really shows how long I've been I've loved Randy Orton but Matt Riddle I've been following even before he was a wrestler because he was a UFC fighter right um, and to those who don't know I'm a big UFC fan so um, you know so I've been following Matt Riddle's career for the longest time so you know I'm a huge supporter of Matt Riddle I love him and I think they're gonna win but like you said WWE could fuck it up I don't, I don't
0: mind them like Orton or whoever turning on one another but down the line but let's have a at least have them go all the way to mania maybe as a team or you can tease it for they or, can do the breakup for mania and they do the match
1: right or like when's Survivor Series coming up
0: november no i think that's too short i want them to have a sure. i want them to have like a really long reign as champions oh really okay. i want their act to just be like this thing for a while even you know have them feud with bobby lashley at some point you know that there's some you know possibilities there but the worst thing that could happen is they win these titles and then like A month later they break up and it's like i don't want that like it's okay to let things last for a while like let it marinate and wwe it's okay to have predictable storytelling sometimes like them winning the belts like is the obvious thing for them to do do it fans will pop and this thing is over you you have your merch like that's easy merch uh moving opportunities for for wwe so we're both here on the rk bro bandwagon and we think they're going to win the titles On Saturday, we'll see what happens. Las Vegas will pop hard if they do.
1: 100%. Uh,
0: Next up is a match I never thought was even in the works for SummerSlam when I was you know, doing my uh, just build for this in my head. Alexa Bliss, one-on-one with Eva Marie. Uh, The biggest F you to Bray Wyatt was, and no fault of Alexa Bliss, she's just doing her job. But it was like, hey, we're going to take that gimmick. We're going to put it on her. So we can still make the money. Sorry, Bray. You could leave. Yeah. Um, this feud is whatever. I don't like any of this supernatural, like, dumb shit that they're doing with the Lily doll. Um, I don't care who wins, uh, but I, if I had to pick, I guess Alexa Bliss, just because even Marie, like, she's whatever. She gets heat, but I don't care about her as a character or wrestler. That's my pick on that. I don't really have that much to say on it.
1: Uh I give two I, I don't give two fucks about this match, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. And like and again it's no it's nothing against it's nothing personal against Alexa Bliss. You know, look she like and even you know, she's she was even as tore up as everyone else right. was about Bray Wyatt because she didn't know. No one knew, you know, that this was happening. But it was just like, you know, you got you have this WrestleMania match with him versus Randy Orton, you have that weird ending with Alexa Bliss kind of popping back up and the whole like black mascara whatever I guess it's supposed to be blood I don't know what it was supposed to be just running all down her face whatever the fuck it was (laughs) and then you have her kind of introducing like oh like I found myself and then you have like but Bray Wyatt's still there talking about you know like you know we'll be back and da 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 you know we'll be together soon and all this stuff but then Bray Wyatt gets released so at this point it's like what the fuck is the point of Alexa Bliss's gimmick because that gimmick is nothing without I'm sorry it's nothing without Bray Wyatt Bray Wyatt made that gimmick and you kinda like you said, you hey, we're gonna rip this from you, we're gonna give it to her. Adios. Yeah. Um
0: She and the character's not even the same. It's more like it's more like she's playing a kid. It seems Which is weird.
1: It seems like she's playing like a like she's an adult but she has the mentality of a child. There we go, yeah. There's an actual word for it, but I don't know, I can't remember what it is. But it's like she's an adult but she's playing a child. Or she's playing like if I can if I can compare it to someone who doesn't really follow wrestling, it's like she's trying to act like Harley Quinn. There
0: we go. Okay.
1: okay. You know? That makes sense. Um, and it just – it doesn't work for me because, it, again, that gimmick does not work with Aubrey. Why? Even Marie, why the fuck did she come back to WWE? Like you bring her back but then you cut all these big names? Like
0: Yeah.
1: Like I, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, she cannot wrestle her way out of a wet paper bag. It's one thing. If she came back and her wrestling was like, oh my god, like she's clearly improved – like she's doing really well but it's like no like you're still doing the same dumb shit you were doing before you left like
0: it's the go away. again it's that vince mentality it's like she's a pretty face you know she's got enhancements and all that stuff he thinks that's the only thing that's going to sell yeah this was the late 90s yes attitude era Early but 2000s but. or even then like and this is not to be like you know uh, a male pig or whatever but you know the women that they have are—they're are, gorgeous, they're beautiful, but they're also like the total package where they can wrestle too. Like they—they're not just pretty faces. Where you look at Carmella, even Becky Lynch, I think Becky Lynch is hot as hell, but she can freaking wrestle. And uh, same thing with Charlotte Flair. Like these are beautiful women, but they have more to offer than just "Hey, I'm a hot." Yeah, I'm a hot girl, but that's all Eva Marie is. I mean, until she can—and
1: that's nah, that's no disrespect to Eva Marie. I just want to yeah. point that out. It's no disrespect, but it's it's true. You know, she she's not a she's not a total package wrestler. She can't cut promos to save her fucking life. She can barely wrestle. She's just there. She's just a pretty face in the crowd. Yeah. You know, where like you said, you have Charlotte Flair who can cut decent promos. She can wrestle and she's pretty. You have Becky Lynch who is gorgeous, you know, can cut can cut really good promos yeah. and can wrestle. You know, Sasha Banks can cut tremendous promos and can wrestle. Um Ray Ripley can't cut the greatest promos, but she's still can wrestle and right. can do everything you know that everyone else can do, but I don't see that with Eva Marie at all. Yeah. Even Carmella, I I, I I would take Carmella over Eva Marie. Oh, for sure, yeah, week, yeah, yeah. Know? So hundred percent. But that's all I'm going to say about this about this match. I can give two fucks about it.
0: You're going to pick a winner at least.
1: Alexa Bliss is going to cool. win. I mean, it's very obvious.
0: Or they continue, they steal the doll and the shenanigans ensue. and the shenanigans <laughs> happen. Or... All right, let's let's move on. Uh, up next is kind of like a it's a whatever match, but I mean you know this guy needed to be on the card at someone because he was the wwe champion not too long ago and that is drew mcintyre versus jinder mahal the finals of the three-man band feud uh this is a match where jinder mahal's associates veer and shanky who I, i were from nxt briefly but they're really like nothing characters um this is a feud over a sword i believe that's a reincarnated version of Drew's mom or something like that? I don't know. This is weird. They've ruined Drew McIntyre ever since uh, he dropped the WWE title. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for Drew McIntyre because he really tried his hardest during the pandemic when they had no crowds. And he was, you know, he was he won the belt with no fans. And then he never got to really win it with fans in attendance. So, like, I feel super bad for him. Like, he worked super hard. And they had him drop the belt, and he's really been like a non-factor since. I know fans kind of got soured with it, but he didn't get his fair share. So I'm hoping to get for him to get a big win here. And you know, I don't know if the crowd's going to care at all. I don't think this match is going to go long. Um, I'm picking Drew, but sucks that he's not in a better story.
1: Yeah, I'm picking Drew for obvious reasons. I mean, I, I would I would feel like that this match would make more sense if Drew had a belt. Like if Drew had the WWE belt, I get it. I feel like this match would make a lot more sense because, like you said, it's like the end of like the three man band like wrestling. You thing. could add more layers to exactly, it. Exactly because he was champion when he wrestled Heath Ledger, right? Not Heath Ledger. I'm sorry, I don't <laughs> fucking hell. Heath, Heath Slater. Heath Slater. See, <laughs> fuck. That's that's how much I don't really give a shit about this. Um. So uh, you know when he fought Heath, you know he had the belt. I felt like this would make a lot more sense if he had the belt. Um. Again, it's probably it's it's a filler match. It's, yeah. what, it's what it is. It's it's just a you know, hey, you're going to come out here. You're going to wrestle what, five ten minutes. Take a few bumps, it shouldn't be any longer than that. Take a few bumps. You're going to hit a claymore. You're going to win.
0: Does Drew McIntyre stab Jinder Mahal with a sword? Probably. <laughs> in a, in a weird world, right? Maybe in the AEW, this would or at least be like a slice or something like that.
1: I feel like an impact. It would make a lot more sense or in AEW because they can do. They get away with more of those like. Death matches yeah. per se, but I think something something weird is going to happen with that sword. Either it's going to get stolen again, or something is going to happen. And like I said, like I said, this match shouldn't take more than like ten minutes.
0: Yeah, I hope it ends and Drew McIntyre can. I mean, depending on what happens in the WWE title match, because I think the the in storyline, I think Drew McIntyre is not allowed to challenge Bobby Lashley anymore as long as he's champion. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. Um, Drew does need to get back into that title picture at some point because he's at least a fresh face in that spot where it's not like the same people
1: or just honestly send him back down to NXT feud well, for, the, feud for the NXT title. Cause you got to think about it, He never really had a true, he never, I, I guess you could say he never really had a true run run with the, with the NXT belt because he got injured. Uh, so maybe send him back down to NXT.
0: That or the, I think the draft's going to happen in October. Maybe they'll put him on SmackDown, like just a change of, you know, environment may be better for him. We'll see. Yeah. I think anybody leaving Raw or anybody going to Raw is really, like, not the best, uh, you know, situation right now. Yeah. All right. Up next, we got a matchup for the United States Championship. It's Damian Priest challenging Sheamus, who I guess is still champion for some reason. Like, I remember he, him and Riddle fought at Mania, and I thought Riddle should have stayed champion or at least remained for a bit longer you got a new superstar yep. but no they went back to the well back to Sheamus and I mean I like I mean Sheamus is fine but it's just that he's been around for so long it's like I want something new so I hope Damian Priest wins because it'd be something different I mean I know Damian Priest is not a young fellow he's he's towards the end of his career as well so I mean give him the bell let him have, let him have a run and fight some other people I'm I'm tired of Sheamus on my screen so I'm going for Priest
1: I mean, I'm rooting for Priest as well. Honestly, I don't really know too much about this match because last time I checked WWE stuff, I thought that Priest was in this weird feud with John Morrison. And- he
0: still kind of is?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, it's the but same fucking matches
0: on Raw. Like, that's all they've been it's- doing is fight each other.
1: Yeah, so, like I said, like I would like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not that I'm not, I'm not, how do I say this? I'm not not tired of seeing Sheamus on TV. I like Sheamus. It's just, I just, you know, like I said, I feel like, what is he offering? He's not offering anything to that belt. I mean, honestly, is anyone really offering? I think the last person that really had anything to offer with that belt was when John Cena took it off of Rusev, and he was doing the US Open Challenge every every was every was it, every raw, every smackdown, he was doing yeah, yeah, the US yeah. Open Challenge. I think that's the last time in a long time that that belt has had any meaning whatsoever. Um, you know, but yeah, I think it's time for someone who we you know, Damian Priest is obviously never going to be like a like a main card guy or not right. like a main event guy. You there know, you he's, he'll probably never be that, you know, like he, he'll be a decent mid carder. Which is time. weird
0: though, because he's like a, he's a Vince type, big guy, tall. He's a pretty, he's pretty good in the ring promo wise. I mean, we saw the stuff with bad bunny. Like he was kind of just there. Yeah. It's weird how he was like the sidekick, like bad bunny was the, the one getting promo- pushed more.
1: Well, because you got to look at the stardom there.
0: Right, right. But he's not a wrestler. He's that, not a wrestler. What, that tells you how much Vince thinks of Damian Priest.
1: Exactly. So, you know, <laughs> he's never going to be a main eventer, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he'll be a decent mid-carder up until whenever he decides to leave or gets let go. But I would say, yeah, change of pace, put it, Put the belt on him. Maybe, even then, maybe that it might, It might, I doubt it will, but it might make, like, the whole him feuding with Miz a little bit more meaningful kind of thing. But oh, man. I doubt it won't because I get the, I get the feeling they're going to, I get the feeling they're about to do a Miz-Morrison split. Like, yeah, you know, they
0: keep teasing it.
1: Yeah, um, especially with the whole, you know, Miz has apparently been able to walk for months now kind of thing, so. Yeah,
0: after getting eaten by zombies. <laughs> Remember that happened a few months ago? <laughs> that was a real thing, folks. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the storyline on this. I don't want to talk about that. So one. we're both on the priest train here. Uh, apparently there's somewhere on the betting board that there's supposed to be a lot of championship changes this weekend, so could be possible with this. Uh, Let's go to the SmackDown tag team title scene. We got the Usos, Jay, and I forgot which Uso keeps getting, like, so many chances chances after running in with the police and DUIs. I like... believe
1: that is Jimmy.
0: <laughs> God bless. Like, he's going to kill somebody one day if he doesn't get his shit, like, straight.
1: Yeah, I think even, uh, I know Roman Reigns was asked about that in a recent interview. Like, you know, and he was like, you know, you don't, like, he acknowledges that, like, you know, like, there's no room for that in our family, you know. Right. And, he, and he's wanting him to get help kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He does need to get help, you know, and it's... it's... But the thing is, is, like, is WWE doing anything to help him get help, you know? Like, you know, like, are they... Like, what are they doing to help, you know? I mean,
0: first thing would be to get him off TV, and that's a punishment right there. But then also... Get him actual physical. Help. He, Maybe they are. I don't know. I mean,
1: they, and they could be. We don't yeah. know. You yeah, know. Yeah. Granted, but most most of the time you you hear about it through dirt sheets or through an inside source that you know they're doing this to help help get better. But you you don't see anything. And mm. um, and it's one and and it's one thing you know to those who don't really who who are new to watching wrestling. You know you see this and you're like you know this isn't the first time that he's been pulled over and arrested for a DUI. You know, he's been pulled over numerous times right. and arrested numerous times for a DUI, you know? Um, you know, but my thing is, like, how many times is... Like, when is mm. it going to be a point to where it's like, hey, like, either you need to get your shit together or, you know, we got to release you. I get, you know, who you are. I get who your family to. But I feel like there comes a point to where mm. you're... You're not only an endangerment to yourself, but you're an endangerment to everyone around you kind of right. thing because all it takes is one time you're drunk you're behind the wheel and all it takes is that one time to
0: – And what's – what's it? I mean, like what knock you, on wood, knock, right? Yeah. Knock on wood. WWE – because I, I know they're not punishing him because they're doing this storyline and it's supposed to lead into The Rock at some point you know, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But let's say on that journey, something like this happens again. He kills somebody. That is bad publicity for WWE because serious, it's like because like holy shit like you had this guy on your television show and you didn't nothing to do any repercussions like it's just it's a bad look. It's a very and bad. The fact look. that they haven't done anything yet, as far as like getting him off TV. I mean, if they're getting him help on the side, that's fine. But you have to punish him at some point to get in his head. Like you know, you start losing paychecks and stuff.
1: Suspensions, yeah. things like that. Like, like I feel like something like that needs to happen. And I hate to say that because I, I like the uses. I think, I think ever since they kind of went to this whole, you know, they went away from the whole face paint and more yeah. of this like, I guess I don't like gangster like thing. You know, whatever you want to call it, they've gotten a lot better on TV. Yeah. More, I guess, and I don't want to say enjoyable to watch, but you know, e- easier to watch without right. the whole random stuff. You know, but you know, there comes a time, like you said, where you pray it never happens because mm-hmm. you never want to see anybody's family in that situation at all. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, he's going to hurt somebody. Right.
0: Despite all that folks, the, the uses are the tag, the tag champions. team champions <laughs> after all that. Uh, and they'll be defending the titles against the Mysterios Ray and his son Dominic, who once yeah. upon a time was being fought for, for custody in a ladder match. If we're talking about summertime history. Rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero, uh, in that classic ladder match for the custody of Dominic. But now he's actually a professional wrestler, and we're seeing him uh, perform with his dad as a tag team. Um, uh, the The Mysterios were the champions
1: at one point? They were the champions as of the last pay-per-view. They lost. Oh,
0: okay. So they're probably going to change the belts around for a bit. Well, I don't know. The, this whole thing with the the family and the head of the table, the I bl- can see the, the Usos bloodline. retaining here. Yeah. Um, but... Ray and Dominic, I don't know. There's been like a little bit of uh, not friction, but like, hey, like you know, son, you got to step up your game. This type of thing. Like, do you see it? Do you see them like yeah. fighting against each other at some point? Like WWE um, would totally do that,
1: right? I've read things about where apparently Ray Mysterio has come out and said he doesn't want to have a feud with his kid. Mm-hmm. But I can see where WWEs can be like, you know, this you're is gonna, good shit. You're gonna, you gonna do it. <laughs> you got to do it. Come on. So I can see that. I feel like. I feel like the Usos are going to retain because there's going to be a heated friction between Dominic and Ray, where mm-hmm. like a a tag that wasn't supposed to happen happens. Like like Dominic tags himself in and he gets
0: overzealous and he gets pinned. Gets
1: pinned, eats eats a super kick, takes a splash, gets pinned, or or there's going to be a roll up in a trunk grab. But I feel like I feel like the Usos are going to win, and then there's going to be a weird little thing that's going to happen between Dominic and Ray after the match. I, feel I, like, can, like, I can I can see that. Like like a Dominic pushing Ray and walking away or something, you know. Yeah. I
0: can see that. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It's a good prediction. Um, all right, let's see. All right, let's circle back. This should be, okay. on paper, probably the best wrestling match on the show. Kind of a dream match, the way it's been built, because there's actually a story behind it. Edge versus Seth Rollins, one-on-one. Oh, yeah. That's what cool. are your thoughts on this?
1: I'm excited about this. I've been excited about this for a while, because if you look back at, Story wise, you go back to what was it, 20, 2014. 2014? fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, you go back to twenty fourteen Survivor Series, Authority versus Team Cena. If if Cena wins, Authority is fired, you know, things like that. You have Cena come back and win and only Cena can give the okay for authority to come back. So they right. put Edge in this detrimental situation because to those who don't know, Edge had a severe neck injury back in two thousand was it two thousand twelve mm-hmm. that forced him into retirement. Um, but it was like he had to like get like triple fusion surgery, or yeah, something yeah. Like that It was on pretty his, bad on his mat. It, was, it was really bad, um, so he wasn't allowed to wrestle. Like he couldn't even take bumps, couldn't even take little bumps without there being a fear of something happening to him. Um, so you put him in this situation where Rollins you know, is threatening to curb stomp him and in a way kill him, yeah, <laughs> or you know, completely. A, it's going to sound awful, like Christopher Reeves him basically, right, right. you know. So Cena says come back, so they're, they're kind of. I don't think they're building off of that, but then, but you know, there's history there between them, and then you have now fast now fast forward to now you had Edge in the title picture with Reigns you have Rollins come out and disrupt that and now there's this, this feud again kind of thing so
0: I miss storylines like this where there's like personal animosity and jealousy like usually a lot of the stuff now is so like oh win a contenders match or whatever I just miss storylines where there's like actual heat or whatever mm-hmm. Rollins put out a pretty neat package this past uh, Friday on Smackdown which kind of like correlated all the different things that they've done in their career where like edge does this but rollins did one better like you know like for example edge was in the brood yeah but rollins was in the shield that probably a much better faction if you think about it as a whole you know edge won money in the bank and cashed in on cena at a random pay-per-view rollins cashed it in at a wrestlemania you know just one-upping yeah. him on every little thing so it's like Kind of like a classic, like almost like Jericho versus Shawn Michaels, like the passing of the torch, the Young Buck and the, mm-hmm. you know, the old lion. Um, so I'm expecting a really good wrestling match. Um, their interactions on SmackDown have been all right. It's been kind of like the same thing, but I think I'm expecting some strong promos. Hopefully they get a, a chance to do a face off again, uh, this week on SmackDown, which will be like the night before. Um, but it's, it's going to be great. Uh, as far as picking a winner, I'm not sure because I'm trying to figure out how much more Edge is going to want to do as far as, like, WWE st- stuff. Like, I don't know if they're going to give him another championship run at some point or if he just wanted to do these couple of matches and then, you know, retire on his terms. Does he still have more to do? Like, I don't know. Like, I was hoping he was going to be able to do stuff with Daniel Bryan, but that looks like may not be a possibility now. Who else is there left for Edge to really feud with other... I mean, I don't know. But
1: really? Any I, like
0: dream matches that you can see on the table?
1: Uh, you know, even though he's down in NXT, you know, I would I would have loved to have seen Edge and Samoa Joe like that'd be a good one
0: there's an edge balor there's something there Edge they...
1: Baller, um edge and champa would be i think would be fantastic i think i think some storytelling i think that would be more of a story not so much like a match but more storytelling so mm-hmm. i think that's great i know edge is i think edge is kind of given a list i off, 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 would have to find it but i know edge is given a list of, like on people he, he, he kind of wants to work with i know rollins is one of them so we're yeah. going to see that um i i give edge maybe a few more years and i think he's gonna call it but but he's not again but he's not full-time though he's gonna be like right he's
0: a special appearance it's
1: gonna be like he's gonna come back once every blue moon kind of like a like a john cena not 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 like a john cena thing but like a you know he's gonna stay gone and then maybe like in three four months he'll kind of pop back up do some stuff and then go away for a little bit because you know at the same time you know yeah, he can wrestle, but he also still has think about you know, like you know, he's he's getting up there in age, but he's also got a family. He's too. got a family. He's got you know, his neck apparently isn't an issue, but you still have to you still have to you know something as serious as that injury was, you still have kind of have to kind of take it easy on what right. you do. Like honestly, when he had that that last man standing match with Randy Orton, man, I was terrified watching that match. I was praying because he was he was doing some pretty crazy spots. So I right. was like. I was terrified watching that match, like, through and through. And so, it's
0: wrestling, like, one wrong, you land a certain way and something could trigger. Like, I don't know, it's just so weird, like, anything could happen in that yeah, ring.
1: because, and, 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 you know, you have people who are like, oh, like, and the people who, like, call wrestling fake, like, I mean, is it scripted? Absolutely. You know, right. you know who's gonna win. Like, you obviously know who's gonna win, you know? But shit, like you said, shit still happens. You know, you can look at a lot of stuff. Um, Psycho Sid snapped his leg yeah. jumping off the turnbuckle. Randy Orton broke his collarbone. Um, getting thrown out of, the getting ring. out of the ring. Wade Barrett broke his arm, you know, getting someone thrown on top of him. Uh, Enzo Amore had that nasty concussion at Payback yeah, yeah, yeah. back in 2014. You know, shit still goes wrong, you know, in yeah. there. I've so. always
0: said for anybody that ever shits on, like, oh, you know, wrestling's fake, right? I always say, like, until the day you take a bump in there, like, on your back or a whatever, like, no one should ever call it. I've never taken a bump in the ring, but I can only imagine, like, what just taking a suplex would feel like I'm sure yeah. it hurts like a motherfucker
1: it does um, it does even even like Heath was talking about you know taking suplexes from Brock Lesnar and he was like dude this shit hurts mm-hmm. um, so yeah you know and you gotta think like well I, I was actually there that night uh, it, was, it was Night of Champions when it was Rollins versus Sting and Sting took that buckle bomb wrong and yeah. hurt his neck you know like you know you gotta look at that stuff and think you know like you said it's one wrong move and it's right you can be you can be out for a little bit or you can be out for the rest of your career
0: yep um so if we're basing this on edge being a special attraction and they can always circle back to this so let's say you give rollins the win here maybe rollins does something to edge's neck puts him out of commission comes back maybe by survivor series or something and they do like a rematch or whatever you could do that and have edge win mm-hmm. i i mean that's if like edge is not going to be around Maybe, or if they're going to feud like back-to-back pay-per-views like who knows but if I'm going with Edge as a special attraction here and like down the, down the road months later mm-hmm. I'm going to have Seth Rollins go over here
1: I mean well like you said I think if you have Rollins do something to Edge after the match I think at that point you give Edge the W at that point that way it kind of sets something up
0: kind of do like a like when Shawn Michaels came back, yeah, he beat Triple H, but then he got knocked out of commission.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be something like that. You know, you have Edge win, Rollins gets upset, can't believe he lost to someone that he's been talking about, one-upping all these times. Right. You have him do something, maybe curb Edge. stomps him, maybe <laughs> Edge cur- light. <laughs> yeah, maybe curb stomps him a couple times, and then that way it sets up for Edge to come back in a few months. I think if you have Rollins beat Edge, it's gonna be one of those like. Like, what more do I have to prove to you? Like, I, I beat you kind of mm. thing. So I think it can go either way. If 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 they want to carry this feud on to, like, another pay-per-view, you're going to have Edge win. If you don't really, you know, if, it's, if this is more of, like, a one-and-done kind of thing between them, you're going to have Rollins win. So it can, mm. for me, I can't really pick a winner at this point because it can go either way.
0: Right. I do like your scenario of Edge winning and then, Rollins losing his mind He curb stomps the shit out of him yeah. It'd be good heat Like the crowd would really hate him for that Yeah Plus it would build Rollins back up To get into the main event scene I guess depending on what happens here um, But I'm still going to stick with Rollins going over Although I do like your scenario as well yep. So either that I'll be Satisfied with Even though it's like Whatever they present to us They present to us But I- I'm good with either one of those Yeah Um. Anything else on this match? No No I'm good on this one It's going to be It's probably going to be the best match Mm-hmm. That is unless this next one, if it even happens, there's rumblings here. What's going on? So right. we got the SmackDown Women's Championship, the rematch from WrestleMania, which was a classic oh, night one main event. Like To me, that's still the best women's wrestling match this year, other than maybe Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa in that unsanctioned match. But from a pure wrestling standpoint, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. It was historic for so many reasons. But for me, just the fact that it was a great wrestling match, whether it, it was women or men, like it was overall a great wrestling match. Yeah, um, the rematch the build has been perfect. Now, like Sasha Banks is like total heel, like wanting to destroy Bianca. Uh, it's been a nice little two three week build, uh, but there was notice that this weekend they were taking off house shows, mm-hmm. and a lot of buzz on that. Like, what's happening here? Like, does something happen? Um, they're still promoting the match. But also, like, WWE's notorious for promoting stuff and then not delivering. Yeah. Like, for example, Charlotte Flair was promoted for so long this past weekend for being in the show in Charlotte, North Carolina, and didn't show up because she was at Triple Mania with Andrade and Flair down in Mexico. So WWE knew this, but yet they kept promoting Charlotte. So it wouldn't shock me that they keep promoting this match and somehow the day of something's going to happen where they just yank it. But let's talk about it as if... It is going to happen. Yeah. Um, It's going to be an incredible rematch. It'll probably have more personal, like, street fight to it just because Bianca wants revenge for what uh, Banks has been doing to her. Um, As far as a winner, you could put the belt back on Banks, but I think Bianca Belair has been a pretty decent enough champion. Like, I mean, why not continue to run with her? She's, like, been clearly one of the standouts from coming to nxt and transferring over to the main roster good like yeah. you, now you could totally kill her by her losing the belt and then she becomes a nothing afterwards but i think you got to continue building because sasha losing it doesn't hurt her because she's already like made she's she's a legend already mini yeah. legend
1: sasha sasha banks is already i i don't want to say like a first ballot hall of famer but she'll definitely be in the hall of fame you know when that time comes she's still getting she's still very freaking young so yeah. but this sasha losing like i said it's not it's not a make or break for her because she's already well established you know if you, if you look at her champion runs her heel like her heel she's easily one of the best female heels in wwe right. like she's been one of the best female heels ever um in my that's my opinion uh if they put the i can see that if they do put the belt back on banks you know Air maybe gets what like one title rematch and probably yeah like a, like a, it'll be a I won't even be on a pay-per-view probably like yeah. on a Friday Night Smackdown and she won't retain and then Banks just kind of goes or Air just kind of goes and you know dust in the win at that point but I like I agree with you I think Bianca has been doing a tremendous job as a champion well I wouldn't say tremendous but she's doing well for herself as a champion you know she did have the feud with Bayley which was great um, you know fortunately Bayley's out you know and um, I think this is going to be I don't see this match topping what they did at WrestleMania. Yeah, no. I like I said, it's it. going to
0: be more like physical, more like not. So WrestleMania was more like your traditional classic, like wrestling match where like these two, like, yeah, they were feuding, but it was also like a mutual respect thing. Now you have the pro wrestling aspect of it, like the heel versus the baby. Yeah, face exactly. to so, it. So
1: I, so I can see this being just kind of like, I don't want to say like a knockout drag on brawl, but I think it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of more wrestling in this one. Um, If I have to pick, I think I'm going to go with Bianca Belair, though.
0: Probably I'll go that route, too. Um, With them not having Bayley, this is the point where I can start to see them having, like, maybe not switching the belt back and forth, but they may be having rematch after rematch, which they could have easily done this after Mania. I'm glad that they held off Mm -hmm. on the rematch until SummerSlam. So that's, like, that's just the old-school mentality. I mean, like, I love that they were kept away from each other for this long, and now they're back together.
1: But if you ask me, like, I'm okay with seeing Sasha Banks constantly in the main event picture. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Who else are you going to put? Exactly. But I'm saying, like, maybe give a chance to one of these other girls to kind of come up and challenge Bianca. Like you said, like, where the hell is Tony Storm? Yeah. I want to see a Tony Storm Bianca Belair match. Maybe a Tony Storm Bianca Belair match. Um, Shotty Blackheart's there. Tegan Knox is there. Tegan Knox is there. Um, You know, uh, hell, like, even Becky actually, Lynch at some point. Becky Lynch at some point. Hell, maybe even pull Shayna Baszler to SmackDown. I yeah. think they they had a, they had a little decent feud in NXT. I think maybe pull that back. Um, Io Shirai. I know I know she's kind of doing her thing with the NXT women's tag titles, but right. pull them. Uh, but granted, um, that one I can't see too much going on just because you know with Candice LeRae currently out for the next foreseeable future right um they're probably going to keep her on nxt but you know hell like someone like tony storm like give some one of these other up-and-comers a chance to be in to show what they can do right you know
0: i agree we'll see what happens so you're going belair i think yeah i'm gonna go belair as well um next up is the uh wwe championship match bobby lashley who's been a Pretty decent champion. I'm glad that he's. they've actually built him up a little bit. MVP's a good mouthpiece. I don't like that they broke up the Hurt business, but that's another story. Defending against Goldberg, who's returning after, I forgot what his last
1: outing was. WrestleMania. WrestleMania against Drew? Against Drew. Was that what the match was? No. No, 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 no. No, that was Royal Rumble. So it was Royal, Royal, Royal Rumble, Rumble, yes. It was the Royal Rumble versus Drew. That was the last time we okay. saw I forgot WrestleMania was Drew versus Lashley.
0: I f- was Goldberg on WrestleMania this year? God, no. I already forgot.
1: Nope, I don't believe he was.
0: Okay. Whatever. The last time Goldberg was on WWE television, he was losing in a championship match. And he's back in a championship match with no build or you know winning a contenders match or whatever. I know it's Goldberg, but...
1: Can we talk about what pisses me off about that? Sure, go ahead One, it's fucking Goldberg Mm -hmm. Like Vince, get your lips off his dick Jesus Christ But two You have Lashley saying like Oh, like who's the next challenger? You have Keith Lee come out Right, They can do so (laughs) many things with that Because Keith Lee is one of those big guys That can work That can move Can do flips and shit Can do all this stuff I think Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley would Would have been a stellar fucking match Hands down Story maybe promo wise, not so much, but their wrestling ability I think they would put on a fucking show. Yeah. What what's gonna happen on Saturday? What? Oh, a spear. Oh, a spear. Oh, a jackhammer. Oh, one, two, he kicks out. Oh, spear, one, two, three, it's over, Lashley wins.
0: Well, here's my fear, and only because the NFL's coming and the ratings are dipping bad mm-hmm. for Raw, like to the point where AEW might catch them. Depending on what happens here, with who know you know who who's about to debut. Yeah, Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, What if they put the belt on Goldberg for some reason? Like you could Vince at this point is going to try whatever to get ratings back because they're dying like each week.
1: If you do that though, who does Goldberg feud with? Who does who who's there to feud with? Who has Goldberg?
0: They can they can milk this Bobby Lashley thing for like months and then have him win it back. Whatever. It
1: doesn't, there's, I, it doesn't make sense to me though. Mm. There's no sense behind gold me putting, putting that belt on Goldberg. If there was something behind it, like maybe like, a, like this was around the time when Goldberg and Lesnar were feuding. I could see that, you Mm. know, but they're not anymore. That, that feud died where it, where it should have. Um, I don't want to see Goldberg with the belt. Because Neither he, do I. But because um, he's already said he only has two matches left on his contract. But
0: you got to remember, this is Vince McMahon we're talking about. He's desperate. Um, where I can see them making this personal, like let's say Goldberg wins. Mm-hmm. What if Bobby Lashley does something to Goldberg's son?
1: Sure. <laughs> I will say this. How awesome was it, though, that you find out that um, to those of y'all who live in San Antonio and to us San Antonians, Goldberg's son actually goes to Bernie Champions, um, mm. which is I guess that's the only cool thing about me, like about me and my, my What's his name? Gage, I think is his name. Something like that with some some like yeah, drinks monsters, punch holes in drywalls names.
0: He's the how do you call it? The cheap version of Hook from AEW for Taz's son. Oh god. It's a rip off of that. Yeah.
1: But that's I guess that's the only cool thing about Goldberg. Yeah. Outside of that, no. Fuck you. Anywho,
0: um <laughs> no, I don't uh, I'm gonna go Goldberg here just because I I can see them milking this. Maybe they'll, they'll, these will be Goldberg's two final matches, whatever.
1: And that's the only reason why I can see Goldberg winning is they put the belt on Goldberg and then his final match on his contract is with Lashley. Lashley takes the belt off of Goldberg and goes about his business. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Lashley is going to win. And I think it's going to set something up for Lashley to be in a bigger feud with someone else. I would will, I will love, love, love to see Lashley and Lesnar feud. But you can't really have Lesnar mm. without Heyman. So I think if Lesnar, I mean, you could, but Lesnar's mic cutting mic skills aren't. Mm-mm. Maybe if it was like two thousand three, two thousand two. Brock Lesnar, maybe.
0: I mean, but, if you let him just be savage, Brock Lesnar could work because he's pretty like he'll throw some weird lines out there. Like if you let him just be him, but if you give him a script, I don't, it's not going to end well for anybody. No,
1: it won't at all. But if you just let Lesnar be Lesnar to be like, hey, kind of keep it PG. Yeah. I think Lesnar can do a great job. Yeah. But I think. I don't I don't want to see Goldberg with the belt, so the uh the Goldberg hate in me is gonna to go towards Bobby Lashley on this one.
0: Alright, you got you got Lashley, I got Goldberg just because I <laughs> I just got a feeling. Got a funny feeling. And this leads us to our main event of the show, which I'm actually looking forward to. This got like kind of like an old school feel to it. For the WWE Universal Championship, it's Roman Reigns defending against a returning John Cena, can I just tell you how much I popped hard at Money in the Bank when he showed up? Even though I saw it coming a mile away, I I turned my TV volume so high the minute Roman Reigns picked up that microphone after his match with Edge, and I'm like, holy shit, here he comes. And sure enough, he did. It gave me, to the up up until this moment right now, we'll see what happens tomorrow, The my favorite wrestling moment of the year was John Cena popping back up on our televisions. And what I've already called the year of John Cena. Um... What are your thoughts on this match?
1: I'm excited for it, and like you said, this really—I think—you know—this really is the year of John Cena. If you look at—if you look at what he's doing outside of wrestling with Suicide Squad and Fast Peace, Nine, Fast Nine Peacemaker—he's
0: got another movie on Hulu coming out. Yes, he does. I've it's an R-rated comedy, so which I'm looking my forward God, to.
1: I, I cracked so hard watching that trailer, but, but we're talking about wrestling. We're not talking about movies. We're talking about wrestling. So, but I'm very excited, and you know, I don't—I don't get too excited anymore seeing part-timers come back. Um, just because you know, I feel like a lot of the time the part part timers when they come back they tend to hog the spotlight, right? Um, you know, like Goldberg. Um, yeah. But you know, but when you have part timers like Edge who comes back, you know, like I pop for Edge, I'll pop for Edge any day of the week. Yeah. John Cena, I popped hard for at Money in the Bank when I saw him come back because I was actually really excited to see him back, and it was also really great to see a change of pace with the crowd reaction yeah. when he came back because typically you know when the
0: yes he's finally getting the reception. That he, WWE wanted for him when he was this version of John Cena. Like, he's finally getting that. It
1: seems like he got. It's like he's got that. It, it's like watching the crowd react to him back in 2005. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If you think about it that way. Um,
0: it was right after. Right right when he shifted away from the rap gimmick into, like, the chain gang soldier or whatever. Yeah, the hustle And the world fans kind of, like, or, eh, wait, started wait. to get sour on it.
1: And I get why he did it. You know, times are changing. You're going from, like, being.
0: He was gonna. He was gonna be the company guy. Like, you have to have a poster child, and he was perfect for that.
1: Yeah. So, but I'm very happy to see him back. Um, I think this match is going to be probably. I think this match will definitely be in there for match of the year because you know Cena doesn't have too many awful matches. I haven't really seen an awful Cena. Big
0: time matches that he usually delivers.
1: Usually, he really does deliver. You know, when he cares about it, when he cares about the 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 storyline and and the narrative. You know he's gonna he's gonna put on the best match he can possibly put on. You know and Cena, I think Cena is now in that point to where he he doesn't have to be champion. You know he he's okay with coming out and wrestling and putting over these younger guys. You Mm -hmm. know, you know the Bray Wyatt WrestleMania thing was phenomenal. I fucking love that.
0: You talking about Um, the the second one with the Firefly Funhouse? Okay. Yeah. Oh no, not the not the original storyline. I was gonna be like, I, I was wondering if they were gonna acknowledge that and cena is so like awesome and meta where i think that was one of his first problems like hi how did i get out of the firefly funhouse and you know he mentioned like there was continuity there like yeah. cena's i've mentioned this to a mutual friend of ours i said john cena is the last of the wrestling nostalgia for me like austin Shawn michaels those guys don't do it for me anymore when they pop up like cena's like entered that realm now where like he can be mm-hmm. that part timer that comes in and out pop like so hard Yeah, even though he's like from the past generation but he's the last of it um but yeah him mentioning that um the promos between these two guys have been incredible the the one they just did this past friday oh it's like knows.
1: Great. I was like,
0: see what happens when you don't give them scripts and you just let them riff off of each Supposedly other.
1: Supposedly Vince McMahon loved it.
0: Well, dude. yeah, because it's not scripted. It was. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, there's bullet points. Yeah, but it's just them being their characters.
1: Yeah, I thought the the Dean Ambrose name drop was fantastic.
0: There was uh, a CM Punk nod in and it CM and everything. Punk
1: nod was in there as well. I think, um like, I don't know what it is, but since Roman Reign has kind of took it on this this heel gimmick, this head of the table tribal chief like He's heel more gimmick. Sure of self. He seems more confident in himself, but his mic skills have gotten so. Like, it makes me wonder why is Heyman with him, but I get it. Um, because every now and then you know you gotta have Heyman kind of. It's just to attract talk. more heat, and, and it attracts so much more heat because you know you're gonna have heat whenever you, wherever Paul Heyman's at. Yeah. Um. But no, like even like all I think all the promos that have been cut between them since Money in the Bank on have been great. Yeah. Have been great, fantastic.
0: Well, the one that they had this past Friday where you know Reigns mentions nikki bella like they get personal with each other i'm like if this wasn't like a a peacock wwe network thing where you only pay ten dollars like i would pay just for this match alone like i i i think i would spend the money for a pay-per-view like like that's how much they got me sold on the match
1: yeah i think i would drop like the 60 bucks yeah like it'd be watch pay-per-view it'd be worth
0: it just for that for the main event yeah Given what's happened with Ric Flair, that was another release we didn't talk about, Ric Flair being released from WWE. Like... Is it possible John Cena can break the record here? He's only one away from being 17 time and be one more than Ric Flair, even though that's not the real number, but that's only if you're super diehard wrestling. But to WWE, the magical number is 16, which is, that's the number that Ric Flair has. That's the number that John Cena currently has. And I think Charlotte Flair is like, I don't know how many titles away from... It, I think
1: Charlotte's like fourteen or fifteen, some somewhere like she's she's months. pretty up there. I think I think she's pretty up there with yeah. it. Um,
0: Considering Ric Flair, there's noise about him going to AEW. You think WWE might? You know, you know how they're petty. They he are. Was, he
1: was just seen on the AAA card with yeah. Andrade and er- bumping and, and, and actually doing shit. Not even Andrade anymore, but like Idilo. Um, yeah. Or something like that. I can't even say because I am really awful Hispanic. But with Kenny Omega there as well, who's part of AEW and even part of like the AEW like executive team and stuff like that, I can see them being petty about it. But as much as it pains me, no, it doesn't really pain me to say this. I don't see Cena winning. I don't. I see them carrying this feud on. I see. Them oh, being, yeah, yeah. I well, see them carrying the feud on. That's why I am saying I don't see Cena winning.
0: Well, I know Cena's gonna stick around for a little. Here is my here is my scenario. Mm-hmm. So Cena wins. They can tout this whole thing and put it on ESPN and all the big, you know, networks or whatever. John Cena returns and wins the 17th championship. That's a record in the whole company. Babe Ruth, Mount Rushmore, greatest ever. Kind of like mm-hmm. diminishing flair. Um, WWE is having problems selling tickets for Madison Square Garden. Like AEW sold like twenty thousand tickets. And WWE sold like seven thousand or whatever. More tickets have been sold now. That they've added John Cena to that show. It's a house show. Have him lose the belt there to Roman Reigns.
1: Maybe the only reason why I don't see Cena, and if, even if Cena wins and then redrops it, the only reason why I don't see like Cena carrying the belt for a long time, or the only reason why I don't see Cena winning and seeing Reigns retaining and carrying it still, is because obviously you want to have that big WrestleMania main event with the title on the line, with you know this potential thing with Roman Reigns and The Rock. Right, so that's the only reason why I don't see Cena winning. But
0: here's where I, I want to combat that, and that's that in WWE nothing matters. Like
1: factual, speaking. Of
0: if this were like AW, you'd be like, oh yeah, hell no! You're not having Reigns lose the belt. He's gonna keep it all the way. If Roman Reigns loses it for a couple of weeks, like in the grand scheme of things, they can still tell the story that they want to tell with Roman Reigns and The Rock because. It'll just be a little blip. Like You can yeah. still tell Roman Reigns has been champion, whatever. 12 out of the 13 months or whatever, it's still a long-ass reign. So him losing to Cena is not the worst thing. But also I, I'm always thinking in terms of WWE booking where nothing matters. And this is just an easy that for, plug for them to get more publicity with Cena being the champion again.
1: The only thing I really don't want to see when it comes to this whole Roman Reigns character, and this is speaking outside of the whole Cena thing, is anytime you have someone stick with Paul Heyman this long, typically Heyman turns on him. Right. And we all know who he turns on him with. You know, Brock Lesnar. Ooh, no. I'm tired. (laughs) Exactly. I'm tired of seeing, like, the Reigns-Lesnar feud thing, because at this point, it doesn't make any fucking Uh sense. Um, But... That's the one thing I don't want to see out of this whole thing, and also I really, really like Reigns as his heel gimmick because he's oh, yeah, getting no, no. so much fucking like for for a heel that like as a heel your job is to get heat right you don't yeah. you don't want to be cheered like like if you look at like MJF and AEW tremendous heel gets all the heat does never does like when he gets pop it's heat it's not yeah. it's not crowd cheer and I think Reigns is finally getting that as a heel where most of the heels in WWE are getting all the praise yeah you know where and it's the faces who are getting booed. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I like where this is going. But at the same time, like,
0: yeah.
1: you see what I mean? So,
0: Well, like I said, it could be a few weeks. Yeah. Reigns gets the belt back. Put Drew on SmackDown. I'd love to see Drew and Roman go at it. There's a feud right there. Yeah, because they, right?
1: they, cause they've only ever had, like, one. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't even call it a feud. But it was, like, their Survivor Series champ versus champ match. And, oh, right, Yeah, right. And Reigns, Reigns won. But, you know, hey, like, let's. But you can easily see him coming back to Smack. McIntyre goes to SmackDown. With fans. Hey, (laughs) hey, let's run that back. Yeah. You know, you beat me at Survivor Series. Okay, great. Let's run that back. Put your belt on the line.
0: Yeah. I could see that. I hope that happens. I mean, me personally, I want to see Cena win.
1: Or, what makes me so frustrated is you have this huge welcome back for Finn Balor.
0: Oh, Oh, don't even get me started on that. You
1: have this huge (laughs) welcome. And I'm sorry, Finn Balor is hands down one of my favorite wrestlers. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. And you have him come back. He does that little mini thing with Sami Zayn, whatever. It's 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 to get him to come back. You have him, you put him in this like you know, you know you don't want to accept Cena's offer. I get that, but accept mine, you know. And then you, it looks like you're going to set that up, and it looks great. And then you have fucking Corbin do his shit. And I, I'm not mad. Like I get it. I get why they did it. You know, it kind of reminds me of the whole Kevin Owens and but you you didn't thing, even
0: have to do it like that. Did you see my post on Facebook? How they easily could have done this story like a triple threat? No, like you whatever Reigns doesn't want to face you and he's like eh, you're, you're whatever yeah accepts Finn's challenge cool if I'm John Cena I'd be like okay Finn like I, I still want to face Roman how about you he accepted your challenge but how about you put it on the line you and me one-on-one John Cena Finn Balor main event on Smackdown huge TV rating you can have Cena yeah. win but you at least have Cena elevate Finn Balor like oh shit like this guy's gonna be a big contender in the wings waiting as opposed to the way they did it, which made Finn look weak. like a fucking nothing.
1: They made him, they made him look weak again, yeah. you know? And I'm like it's like, then what was the point of, you know, you sent him to NXT and he looked like, looked fucking strong in NXT. And that yeah. was even without the demon gimmick, which I, I love. I miss the demon gimmick. I'm yeah. just going to say that right now. I miss the demon gimmick. But this whole Prince Balor thing, you know, kind of acting like how he was in Ring of Honor. I freaking love it, you yeah. know? And yeah, you know, you have him come back and that actually makes a lot of sense. Do this, you know? How about this? We wrestle, loser, winner, winner takes all, winner goes to face Roman Reigns. But then you kind of have Corbin come out and, what, slam him on the table and then... Well, no, I'm, I'm even
0: saying you don't even need Corbin
1: involved. You just have... No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, but that's oh, what the they, way did. they did. It. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but the way they did it made Balor look weak. Yeah. and I, I hate it.
0: And it sucked because he, he got his revenge against Balor mm-hmm. and then still wanted a piece of Roman. I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe they're going to set this up for future and then... Reigns and them just beat him down, and then we – I don't even think he was on this week's show. Like, he was just nowhere to be seen, not heard of, like, no mention of him or anything. And it was just like, Maybe we God, can... I hope he doesn't just disappear. Or just release him already, goddammit, if you're not going to do anything with him.
1: it's. I, I felt like they were because there were some pictures of him that he had posted of him and uh, Tama Tonga together. I mean, but... it
0: would be the best thing in the world for him to get released. Like, I know WWE won't do it because it would be a spite thing. Like, no, we're not going to release you because we know you're, where you're going to go. And he would.
1: He would. Honestly, I don't even. I don't even think. I don't think Finn would go to AEW.
0: Well, even then, even if he goes to New Japan or whatever, he can still work with AEW because again, the doors are open. Like they oh, can just, just.
1: Yeah, because you know, all the other wrestling companies are not freaking stingy.
0: Yeah. So, um, but that sucks about Finn Balor and yep. that whole. I mean at least put him in a program with Roman if you're going to keep him champion like at some point down the line. Like I'm
1: okay with Balor not winning the belt, but you know, but like continue this booking of making him look strong. Just wrong. make him
0: formidable. That's all I that's all anybody asks for. We're not saying like, oh, like he needs to be the champion, he needs to be carrying no. the company. No, but make him like he's not make him like he's a superstar. He's make, an equal.
1: Make him like an equal. Make him look like he's a true main eventer who can who can, you know, he can go toe to toe with these guys, granted he's not going to always win. But he can go toe-to-toe with these guys, you know? Hell, like, yeah. that's what I want to see. But it's like, no, no, we're not.
0: All right, so you got Reigns. I got Reigns. I'm going with Cena. Uh, there should be a, plenty of championship uh, changes, title changes. But with WWE booking, sometimes you never know. They sometimes like to swerve the audience, just to swerve them and, and for Vince to laugh in the back. Like, ha, ha, ha. Like, they didn't see that yeah, coming.
1: That or they call an audible, like, ten minutes prior.
0: yeah. Um, on paper, this looks like a very fun show. Uh, a lot of good talent on there. Mm-hmm. Should be fun. Yep. We'll see what happens. Luckily, it's on a Saturday, not a Sunday, so it won't ruin the start of your week. It'll just be in the middle of your weekend. <laughs> right. So, uh, last last thing, writer, before we uh, sign off for tonight, um, we got a, a little show called uh, AEW Rampage tomorrow live on TNT from Chicago, Illinois. The United Center, over thirteen—I want to say thirteen to fourteen thousand tickets have been sold. Uh, they got a show in September, but as of right now, this will be the biggest crowd that AEW has ever had. Um, and this is all based on, and again, this is all—all all but been confirmed that we're going to see the reemergence and the reappearance of CM Punk in professional wrestling. That's enough said what are your thoughts on the on this potential comeback
1: you have no idea how fucking excited I am about this comeback CM Punk is probably hands down one of my one of my favorite wrestlers they're probably easily in my top five favorite wrestlers and because he he's the total package he can cut promos like there's no tomorrow um, I actually saw you reenacting his pipe bomb the the infamous pipe bomb promo yeah um, but even then he can he can cut promos he can wrestle he he Anything that he does, he tells a story, even if it's even if it's just commentary, he tells a story, right? You know, so I could totally see how fucked up if he doesn't come out. But
0: could you te- imagine? But they tease it. <laughs> oh,
1: like they tease like they, it.
0: They, they finally because here is the thing, folks. Aw has built a lot of goodwill with the audience, so they sold out this auditorium, and they have yet to mention CM Punk's name on any of the television any of their social media outlets anywhere there's been nods they've mentioned like best in the world Kenny Omega has been wearing like uh shirts let's say one of them says Cookie Monster CM he wore one this past week on Dynamite Chick Magnet Yeah, CM so there's a bunch of nods if you're a diehard fan looking for it like they're there like it's so fucking on the nose but they've done it without uttering his name so it's gonna he has to come out like
1: if, if like and, and i'm not saying like you know like he and he can just come out just to make an appearance like like you know i'm not expecting him to come out and wrestle no no
0: he just needs to come out i, like. I can
1: i can expect him like, i can see like a. Uh, you have him come out like like you know not obviously like you know don't automatically throw him in like a title picture with kenny omega but you mm-hmm. know like maybe you have him come out and you know just go face to face like with one of the other bigger names like mm-hmm not Cody Rhodes well the tease has
0: been Darby Allen that's supposed to be the first I guess encounter with somebody
1: and that would be cool to do Um, just because you know Darby Allen I think was one of the first to kind of name drop the whole like you know if you want to prove you're the best in the world like you know where to come kind of thing be cool Darby Allen I think is a cool is a cool person to start that off with because Darby Allen's a great wrestler Um, you know uh, maybe do something with Miro Mm.
0: I think we're going to see something and I'm talking just strictly on Rampage tomorrow Mm-hmm. Something along the lines. Do you remember when Shane McMahon returned uh, in 2000? Was it 16 when he fought the Undertaker at Hell in a Cell? Yeah, and he had that amazing ovation. It lasted forever, and they had there was like a holy shit chant and oh my god, like you're back and all that. And it went on forever. I'm expecting that type of thing where like Punk comes out, cult of personality, the whole place goes fucking bananas. He's in the ring, doesn't even have to say anything for like a good five six minutes and it's just the crowd like eating it up
1: well even then like if you, if you want to go look back at it look back at raw when okay let's go even further back cm punk money in the bank all oh, C- that, that CM pop. Punk, not, not not talking about the pop mm-hmm. but pop was tremendous every now and then so back and watch it cm punk wins the belt it's the his contract expires he leaves he looks at vince chef's kiss blows it mm-hmm. to him takes off You know, it was like a week or two goes by, you know, then you're doing Cena versus Rey Mysterio for the WWE title. Cena wins and then you have that new music come out. And, you know, because someone everyone was so used to hearing his original music, you know, um, this fire by uh, Killswitch Engage. But you hear cult personality come out Um, and no one knows what's going on because he's not coming out. And he walks out, kind of walks to the ring, you know, flashes the belt in front of Cena. There's no talking at all. It's just him there and then it goes off the air. They could do something as easy as that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. gonna like he doesn't he doesn't even need to talk, and I don't think he will if he comes out. Which they'd be stupid not to do it because it's in Chicago. You've already sold all these tickets, and it's already been confirmed that he's signed with AEW. They'd be it'd be dumb for him not to come out,
0: right? You know? But if he talks, it'll be something like off air, exclusively for everyone there in oh, Chicago. Yeah. But as far as the TV presentation, yeah, have him come out, do all the theatrics, but doesn't even say anything. Just like, kind of stands in dark face. Because then that just builds up, like, what's going to happen on Dynamite next week? Is he going to pop up? Maybe he will, maybe he won't. And yeah. that just builds more buzz. And, it, again, it's all momentum towards AEW right now, like, with this and then the possibility of Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, as we're going to be calling him soon. That was an original name anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Him coming into the mix at some point, like, and whatever happens with Adam Cole, like... I mean, how do you not see AEW at some point? I'm not talking about SmackDown yet, but they're going to catch Raw in the ratings.
1: I guarantee, I don't want to say guarantee, but I can see like if Adam Cole does not win at NXT, I feel like he's going to leave. Yeah. Um, or at least he's going to be off TV for a really long time. Yeah. I can see him going on like an extended, just off TV, kind of make it look like he's gone and then he kind of pops back up. Like it'd be like a whole like, where's Adam Cole? And then maybe he pops up on the main roster, attacks somebody, you know, in Adam Cole fashion. But, if that doesn't happen, I think I, I think if Adam Cole goes to AEW, which I feel like he will, you have CM Punk show up in AEW. If Brian Danielson, because he, he has it been confirmed that he's signed with AEW, who uh, Daniel Bryan?
0: No, but I think the the whole thing is Brian wants to work uh, with New Japan. Yeah, and who has that working relationship? AEW. It's AEW, AEW. So. Exactly.
1: So if you and if you do that, you have these three, three of the biggest names. You know. I feel like AEW will catch up to Raw. Not SmackDown, because I think SmackDown is the... I think SmackDown is the flagship right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they'll catch up with ratings on Raw, especially because, like 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 we've been talking about this entire podcast, you know, with Raw, it's just the same matches over and over again. At least with AEW, there's a little bit of variety. Right. So, I think that, you know, they'll catch up. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to beat WWE and, like, everything, but no, they'll no. catch up to Raw, for sure. I right. think they will.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be a... Uh... It's going to be a special show tomorrow. Even Tony Khan said like it's going to be kind of like a, a not regular I guess cuz all their shows are I don't want to say they're the same but like the format where it's like you know what I mean they have a they have a rhythm going. Yeah. But they tomorrow tomorrow's going to be like special and they're promoting it that way. If he doesn't pop up I think it could be an I mean not a total maybe but like a not like a just I don't know, fans won't trust AEW I, to deliver on anything again. I think
1: again. it would be like the biggest blue balls you could give anybody mm-hmm. at this point. Unless they have to have at least, if he doesn't pop up, maybe a video package.
0: They at least have to say his name, okay? Yeah. Is he going to be here or not, like in the company?
1: Yeah. yeah. but um, like a, oh, Like our hottest new signing, CM Punk. Or at least drop like a video. If he is not physically there. Like they have to do something. They have to mention his name that they signed him, or they, which everyone knows, but you know, mention it, mention it, or you have to drop some form of like a video package. Like, maybe, like, something happens, like, Darby Allin wins, and you do this weird, like, where it looks like CM Punk's backstage or something like that kind
0: of thing. Because, remember, this backfired on them already earlier this year at Revolution when they promised they were signing somebody big mm-hmm. and it ended up being Christian, which, I mean, we all love Christian, but, come on, that's not a...
1: Christian's past his pride. That's not
0: a name. Like, that's not a guy, like, oh, shit, that's going to get the world talking. Like, I'm telling you, everybody was talking about when this news popped up about CM Punk possibly coming back, like, it was on Barstool. It was on Bleacher Report. It was. It was everywhere. Like NFL Network was talking about it. Like I think I don't know if you saw the video clip where I think it was somebody commentating on the Chicago Bears and they're like, "This was the most anticipated they the city's been until CM Punk returns." Uh, yeah. naW
1: Yeah, because if you look back at if you go if you go all the way back to like CM Punk's interview with Colt Cabana on the podcast, he pretty much said and he and he said it multiple times throughout the years. That he has had no desire to come back to professional wrestling, that, you know, like, yeah. he just, he has no desire to do it. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons why it's such a trend right now. Yeah. I mean, why he is trending is because, like, holy crap, like, he's really coming back to professional wrestling. Yeah. You know, like, for someone who said, I have no desire to come back, you know, he, he tried to do that little UFC thing, didn't work out for him.
0: At least he went for it. Like, like I will, I oh, will yeah. give him all the props for at least trying. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I give him props for that. You know, I mean, he tried, he did this, you know, but it's just, it, not for him. He, I know he's been doing some commentary stuff for some of the stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. He to see, fight passing. Oh, he
0: even dropped some hints. I think he did one of the shows. Mm-hmm. Forgot what it was. And somebody asked him about wrestling, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this 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 guy, this fighter, he looks all elite, all elite right now." Like just dropping little hints. Um, and then of course, uh, on his Instagram story this week.
1: Oh, the five eleven twenty one. Yeah, yeah.
0: The, the summer of punks.
1: Yeah. Uh, so,
0: so wait and see. Wait and see, but. Are you expecting a, a huge rating for that show? Yeah. So they drew 740,000 for the premiere. They could easily top a million if I mean the the everybody is talking about this everybody
1: show. Everybody is going to be tuning in to want to see anyone who is a wrestling fan is whether they're there or not. Even the gonna,
0: outlets I think are going to tune in, you know, Barstool be, and everybody. Yeah,
1: they're going to be tuning in to see CM Punk. Hopefully to see CM Punk. So yeah. I think if they do it, if if they're just doing this to get ratings, and he does not come, I think, I think they've, I think they've killed themselves. Yeah, that's they, what I'm saying. I, they have, they have to deliver. They, they have like, to, or if not, they're dead in the water. Yeah. they have to, because you got to think about, it. you're like, it's one thing if like you were somewhere like, you're in Florida and you're trying to do this, or you're in Texas and you're trying to do this, or you're in California and you're trying, no, you're in Chicago, Illinois, you're in yeah. CM Punk's hometown. You've already mentioned that CM Punk has signed with AEW. Like you have to do this. You don't have a choice.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I I cannot wait. I'm, I'm telling just, you. Like I'm stoked. It's gonna be. Uh, I mean, this is what we've been waiting for, right? As wrestling fans, like a lot of us have been kind of clamoring for. Like, you know, we've been chanting his name and stuff like that. Like, we've always had that wonder. Like, well, what if he came back? Like, when is it gonna be? And now it's like it's and gonna it's gonna happen.
1: WWE backstage. Yeah. He, when he when he first popped up there, everyone was like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah. So yeah
0: it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun yep all right buddy we talked a lot of wrestling here for a good uh almost hour and 40 minutes we're at that at that mark closely um yeah. looking forward to SummerSlam. takeover should be fun it's on sunday too i'll probably catch that too maybe not live but maybe on replay but SummerSlam for sure live and then obviously tomorrow i'll try my best live for that rampage show um but if not, I'll have it on DVR, and I'm going to turn off Twitter. Everything I will make sure to stay away and not uh, until I get to watch it. But it's going to be a it's going to be a fun weekend. Not to mention, still the SmackDown Go Home Show for SummerSlam. See if they yeah. that'll be coming on an hour before I think Rampage comes on. So um, we'll see what they do there. See if they try to combat and do something. Like probably not, but it's too late. But it's going to be a fun weekend. But thanks for joining me, buddy. Uh, always appreciate talking, wrestling with you. Uh, just like Brandon, uh, I feel like I could talk wrestling for hours with you. We can go down so many different avenues and, uh, always appreciate you coming on and, um, whenever you want to come back on, just let me know. It doesn't have to be wrestling. You know, we got the, got the football show coming up, uh, this season. If you want to pop up and talk a little football with me and Abe, um,
1: so I don't think I want to argue with Jake. <laughs> oh no, I,
0: I, no offense to Jake, but Jake's not going to be on oh, okay. that show. So if you, if you want to pop on, uh, uh, you're more than welcome to. Um, uh, are you looking forward to the NFL season?
1: Um, I am. You know, I am a Cowboys fan. You know, but I will say that I'm not like some people. You know, I, I go into every season with really low expectations for the Cowboys, but you know what? I am excited for some other people. Though I'm excited to see what Trevor Lawrence is going to do in the NFL. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Zach Wilson's going to do, and um, you know, and kind of excited to see what Justin Fields is going to do. You know, those are three big names right now in yeah. the NFL. That you know, what are they going to do? It's know? like
0: these next generation of we're almost got all the old out of there. I <laughs>
1: think once once your boy Brady retires, I really think it's that's. I think that that point it's going to be. I, an end of an era for NFL kind yeah. of thing, because I think Brady's the last of like the, of, of, of like that dynasty basically. Right. So, you
0: yeah, know, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun season. I uh, can't wait for it. And yeah, I love, I'd love to have you back on, not just for that or, you know, whatever. Again, yeah. this is always an open invite for this show. Um, I'll never turn anybody away that wants to come on and talk pop culture, but that's going to do it for this episode. And uh, much thanks to writer. Enjoy SummerSlam folks. Enjoy AEW Rampage tomorrow, the most anticipated re-debut in history. Um, we'll see what happens. Tune in, and uh, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Later.